Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We have exciting news at Teams & Co. We're launching Teams Global, our online learning platform aimed at helping you develop the skills you need and also develop your teams. We've noticed through working with our clients that there's common training gaps. It happens in every organization. Teams Global is meant to be approachable content that will help you with the building blocks that you need to achieve your strategy, accelerate your growth, and empower your teams. For updates on our launch, please visit our website at teamsandco.com or follow Teams Global on social media. You can choose from LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Welcome to Building Teams with Teams & Co, where we explore how leaders can empower their teams, achieve ambitious strategies, and deliver an exceptional customer experience. Views expressed by guests are their own and may not reflect the views of Teams & Co. Mention of particular products or services and participation of a guest does not imply an endorsement by Teams & Co. The information provided is for educational and entertainment purposes and should not be taken as professional advice. Welcome to Building Teams with Teams & Co. Mike and I are excited to welcome you to this week's episode. Hey, Mike. Hey, Tracy. How are you doing today? Doing well. Um, we're actually going to be handling this conversation, the two of us, because we've been getting a lot of questions from different organizations and team members around how to navigate different working locations, right? This has been a, a topic that's been top of mind for everybody, obviously, for the last year or so, but even before that. Um, as we all started kind of working virtually and having potentially different and flexible schedules. So today we're just going to try to go through some of those topics around, you know, as organizations are preparing potentially to have people come back into the office, have some folks potentially are still working from home. How do you navigate and make sure your teams have what they need, no matter where they're working, and also foster that dialogue around you know where we will be working and, and as we move forward how how could that potentially change so um full disclosure to our audience mike and i are not going to be the ones giving you advice around the health and safety protocols you want to be talking to a professional about as you're making these decisions uh, obviously getting expert advice on on health and safety protocols today we really want to focus with you on you know what does it mean and how do you have that conversation with your team so so we'll yeah. jump we'll jump on in. Um Mike, so we we use something called team assimilation. Um mm -hmm. and we use this for a lot of different areas in terms of starting off it's been used as kind of new leader assimilation. A lot of organizations use it as a way to build and foster communication between a new leader and their team. Today as we talk about it, we're going to be speaking about it in terms of how does it just help overall communication? So from from your perspective, kind of with a team assimilation tool, how does it just generally help communication between team members? Yeah, so a team assimilation, um, for those who haven't heard that term before, uh, is basically a facilitated discussion where a team and their leader would work with a third party uh, consultant, maybe an HR partner, to guide a conversation in a, again just in a facilitated session. Now, a lot of people will hear that and say. Oh my gosh, that sounds pretty intense. Do we really need to engage a third party? Um, you know, do we need to engage our HR partner or work with a team like Teams and Co? 
Uh, that's a shameless plug. We do do team assimilate assimilations. Um, but to a lot of leaders that may sound like overkill and, and we recommend uh, working with a third party because it's really the best way to make sure that you're getting uh, the unadulterated, unbiased opinions and and feedback from your team. And to Tracy's point right now is an inflection point in our society. We have many teams who are working, uh, you know, in a blended model where some team members may be working from home. Others may be working from the office. It's likely that maybe some of your team members moved. They took the pandemic and they moved across the country. So you're navigating now time zone changes. And there is likely a lot of fear and anxiety around your team or among your team members as they are seeking to navigate this going back to the office world. So at a high level, a team assimilation is when a leader would work with a facilitator to outline goals and say, here are all the things that I want to know and learn from my team as we navigate this new reality of getting back into an in-person world. And then the facilitator would work with that team to uncover answers to, to those questions. So Tracy, do you want to walk through sort of the the step-by-step of, of how an assimilation exercise works? Yeah, of course. So from our from our kind of working style to Mike's point, one of the reasons we start with the the first step is the leader reaching out to that third party, whether it's HR or a, a, an external provider like Teams Income. This is just to set the stage and for the leader to have some time to share the goals with that person, right? It's helpful to say, hey, this is why I want to have this session. And and again, to Mike's point, it doesn't have to be super produced or really, you know, kind of formal. The goal is to be able to give your team time and space to chat as a team, right? And if you're facilitating the discussion, sometimes it doesn't always foster the, the best dialogue, where if a third party can come in, you become part of the discussion versus being the facilitator of the discussion. It creates a much better team dynamic. So speaking to HR or speaking to that provider that you're going to be using, explaining that's the goal and making sure that they know what role you want to play during the session is really important. Also giving them some ideas around what kind of questions you want to ask. You know, are there certain things that you want to kind of cover? Making sure that they kind of have an idea of the day, right? So you're going to map out the the day. And then the session is typically, you know, kind of follows the same protocol. So you can have a session where you first start off, you you join the, the session, you and your team. You want to set aside a decent amount of time. You don't want to rush. So you want to make sure... It's a, on your team's calendar a couple of weeks in advance. They have time to schedule around it. But it also gives you, you know, three hours to really have the discussion. And you'll see why that's important. There's some, there's some blocks of time. So the session will start. You in HR or you in this third party, you know, like a facilitator like Teams & Co. You'll introduce why you're holding the session to the team. And then you'll be able to leave. As the leader, you want to give some time to your team just to be able to share their share their ideas and thoughts with the facilitator. So you, this is the point that the facilitator is going to ask all those questions that maybe you thought of. So in this situation, you could be asking questions like, you know, do you have what it takes right now to be successful at home? Do you have the resources you need to be successful at home? That would really make sure your team feels like they have what they need to be successful. A lot of us, when we moved into working virtually, we did so in a rush. And so maybe we created some short-term processes, but we didn't 
really map out what that looked like for long-term success. So if we're going to continue to work virtually, we want to make sure our team is set up for success. So asking them questions around what's working, what's not working about working virtually. If there are folks working virtually and some working from the office already, is that communication going well? Are there ways you can improve that communication? If you're thinking about going back to the office, asking your team, is are there certain days that you'd want to be back in the office? Is there a schedule you want to keep? As, as we all know, we're navigating a lot of things these days, and there might be other constraints in your schedule. There might be certain days, you know, people have kids that are home from school, uh, you know, they're, they're virtual learning still. And so there might be some scheduling things that you want to help take into account as we're making these decisions. That kind of discussion maybe lasts an hour. Your team can freely share their ideas and their questions with that facilitator. And then you come back into the room and the facilitator can share that feedback with you, you know, but de-identified. So it doesn't have to say like, oh, Mike had this question or, oh, Tracy had this question. And it's like, hey, the group is just wondering if we come back to the office, can we do that certain days of the week? Or if we come back to the office, you know, what will the the working, you know, area look like? And and you can kind of just answer those questions, you know, and it gives you an opportunity with your team to make sure that they have that opportunity to ask questions and give feedback. And then you just open it up for a free discussion, right? So you can ask some follow-up questions. Folks can ask you some follow-up questions. You can give them timelines if there's timelines. You can give them kind of, if you don't have timelines, that's your opportunity to say, hey, I don't know when this might be happening full disclosure, but we're going to talk about this once a week. So at our team meeting, I promise to give you the updates of what I know when I know it, and we'll kind of keep having this dialogue. If there's also things that come up for you, we'll kind of dedicate 10 or 15 minutes every week in our team meeting to this topic. So if there's new things that come up for you all, you can bring them up. If there's new information I have, I'll bring it up. But again, the assimilation is just that kind of long period of time that's dedicated to making sure that you have the conversation. The last thing I would say in the last step of the assimilation is making sure you capture any parking lot information. So if there's questions that your team had that you don't know the answer to, you can just say that, right? You just want to say and be really open with them like, hey, I don't have that information right now, but I will go and I will commit to getting that information for you. So maybe they have questions about very particular protocols or how to handle certain situations. And you can go back to your leader, get those answers, and then get it back to them by the next team meeting and, and make that commitment. And then also make sure you follow through on that commitment. So that way that there's clear feedback from the session. So high level, again, I know I, I, know I shared a lot. <laughs> quick quick overview of a, of a team assimilation, but there's kind of the planning period there's the part that you do the assimilation, you kind of give a quick intro, your team gets a certain amount of time by themselves with the facilitator. Then there's a facilitated discussion when you return. And then last but not least, there's that feedback and follow-up and that continuous cadence, that commitment to keep talking about it on whatever that cadence is. So hopefully that's helpful, Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I think, you know, I, I wanted to just underscore a couple points. Um, one is, you really want to be getting your your team's feedback in a couple in a couple broad areas. One is scheduling. Um, do you want to, as a team, define? Hey, we want to strive to have no more than thirty minute meetings. Um, or do you really want to define days where everybody's expected to be in the office? Um, so so sort of location based 
um, questions. There's time-based questions. Um, you want to get an understanding for what sort of communication vehicles and mechanisms do your team want to follow? Um, do you want to use tools like Slack or Trello, or is your team more comfortable with cell phone, text messaging, or calling, um, or emailing? Defining communication preferences and styles, defining uh, scheduling blocks and locations of time. Those are all things that you want to learn from your team in that facilitated discussion. It's also really important for your team to feel like they can ask you questions and maybe questions that they're not comfortable asking you individually. And this is a perfect opportunity. And you really want to make sure that you're encouraging your team to bring up in that facilitated discussion questions that they may not be comfortable sharing with you one on one or individually and using a facilitator and and having that discussion be de-identified is a great way to give them a safe space to voice potential concerns that they have or voice potential questions that they have so that you can then you know address those or to Tracy's point if you haven't thought of a good answer to for you to learn what's top of mind for your team and then you know exactly what you need to do to go find the answers that you need to find in order to make the team satisfied. So we recognize that this is a big inflection point and we just very strongly believe that creating a safe space for your team and your employees to share their feedback with you is a tremendous way for you to demonstrate commitment and respect to your team. Yeah, Mike, I, I, I want to kind of just dive into something that you said that really struck me. And I, I think it's an important point, which is there may be different ways people are approaching this and thinking about it, right? There might be different comfort levels. This has obviously been a really difficult year for all of us. And there might be, even with all of the kind of conversations and things we're having, certain people may just want to, you know, have a different pace for coming back to the office. Mm -hmm. And being able to acknowledge that as a leader and recognize that is so incredibly important, right? Acknowledging that not everybody is going to have the same comfort level with some of these things that that everybody else will. And so I think having these conversations and making it clear to your team that, hey, you know what? We we know this is a big transition. We know it was a big transition last year when we all had to very quickly move into virtual. And we recognize it's going to be a big transition, um, you know, whether we stay virtual or you know, we come back to the office is really valuable. And I think we, we're starting to see a lot of organizations do this, right? Organizations that are staying virtual have started to make things like, a, I believe off the top of my head, it was Citibank, the Citigroup. They said no more Zoom Fridays, right? So no more Zoom meetings on Fridays because they're recognizing their team members are being overwhelmed by the amount of video calls we all have to be on. And so I think organizations are starting to realize, hey, Yes, there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of health and safety questions that need to be answered, but there's also a lot of communication questions and things that need to be addressed with our team to make sure we're getting their feedback, we're hearing their concerns, and we're making sure that we're setting them up for success. And so virtually, that may mean certain days we don't do video calls, or that may mean, you know, to your point, there's certain ways we communicate and certain channels of communication that we use for urgent messages versus things that can wait, right? We could say, hey, if you really need something, text, but if it's not urgent, then maybe we email. And if it's really not urgent, we just wait for the team meeting and we have like a 15 minutes of open question time. Whatever that looks like to your team, 
recognizing that we've all been through a lot of changes in the last year. And as we navigate changes, the way we can be successful as a team is by having that conversation, right? And saying, okay, okay how do we keep getting better? We may have been able to make this massive change, but now that things are continuing to change, what are the ways we can continuously improve and how can we best support each other as a team? And hopefully this just gives you one idea about how you can start that conversation. There's lots of other great ideas. Actually, if you listen to some of the other podcasts we've done with leaders in the last few weeks from Susanna Harris to Brett Hampson, there's been a lot of great ideas around how do you have these conversations and how do you help navigate and support a virtual team? Uh, and I'm sure all of these conversations will continue to happen and, uh, you know, we're just trying to make sure that folks have have a lot of ideas and insights around how do they continuously build build communication with their team. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to either Tracy or myself. Uh, you can find us on social media. You can find us at teamsandco.com. And uh, we'd be glad to connect with you and answer any questions that you have about assimilation exercises generally, uh, working with Teams and Co. Or uh, like, like we said, We've got some other resources that will be coming live uh, soon with our new launch of Teams Global. So we are excited to partner with you and equip you and in order to help you run the best organizations that, that you can run. Yeah, no, that's great. I think, I think keeping the conversation going is, is our favorite part. So we love answering questions to Mike's point. So you can use the hashtag AskTeams, A-S-K-T-E-A-M-E-S. Um, you can use that on Facebook, on Twitter. We will continuously follow that that hashtag. We also started a Teams Global group, which you can find on Facebook, where you can just request to be a member. And in there, you can kind of talk to other leaders and ask your questions. And uh, hopefully it gives everybody a, another place and another tool to have conversations around empowering your teams, you know, accelerating your growth as an organization and, and continuously improving together with your team. So... Uh, really appreciate all of you joining us this week, and uh, we look forward to next week's episode. All right. We'll see you next time. See you next time. You've been listening to Building Teams with Teams & Co. To learn more about the latest thinking on how to empower your team to deliver exceptional results or to book a consultation, please visit us at teamsandco.com or follow us at LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook.